For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Chris Herrig, an Assistant Professor of Geosciences at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me. Chris, you've been part of a group that's received some attention for studying the rate at which the ice sheets in Antarctica are melting. The big news is that the rate is in the hundreds of billions of tons and has been increasing, and that it recently has been raising sea level by a couple of hundredths of inch per year. That's a lot of ice, but it's spread out over a big continent. How do you measure something like that? My group in particular uses gravity, and so we use a satellite called GRACE, which was up from 2002 to about actually late 2017. And so by measuring changes in the gravity of Antarctica, we can interpret that as changes in the ice sheet. Now, when you say measuring changes in the gravity, what are you actually measuring? The strength of gravity? Yes, the magnitude of gravity. The gravity that we feel is pretty similar, but it actually changes from place to place on the Earth. So if you're at the top of a mountain, gravity is stronger because there are more rocks beneath you. When ice on Antarctica is melted and put into the ocean, we can detect however many kilograms moved from land into the ocean and, and detect that change in gravity. How do you detect that from a satellite? GRACE is actually two satellites, and they follow each other in orbit, and they shoot a laser or radar between them and precisely measure where they are in orbit. And by determining very well where they are, you can determine what the gravity field looks like because the gravity field controls how the satellite goes around the planet. So you're really measuring what effect uh, gravity has on the satellite. Yes. As I said, when you move ice from land into the ocean, you, you change the gravity field and that perturbs where the satellite is. You referred to the satellites as GRACE, but could you say what the acronym is for? It's the Gravity Recovery and Climate Experiment. And you said that that mission is no longer operating. Is there a plan to replace that, or has it already been replaced? Yeah, the great news is that there's a GRACE follow-on mission, and that went up actually in May of this year. And so just recently, they turned on the main instruments and have started collecting data again. So it's kind of an exciting time to start seeing that new data come in. So for instance, in Arizona, I presume that there's something that you can detect. Is it a lack of water causes less gravity, or some, or how does that work? As we use up our groundwater and pump it to to use and irrigate crops, we, we change the gravity. And so there's less material basically beneath us. And so that reduces the magnitude of gravity and, and the satellite can sense that from orbit. And you gave a number for the amount of ice loss, but can you pinpoint where it's happening? How precise are you in terms of space? We have a pretty large footprint with the GRACE satellites, about 300 kilometers. It helps that Antarctica is so big that we can still determine where it's coming from but we have far less accuracy than, say, a laser altimeter where you're actually shooting a very fine laser down at the ground. And the paper that you were on recently, that included several different techniques as well as gravity, correct? That's right. It was a gravity mission, laser and radar altimetry missions. There's also climate models that go into that. The good thing is that all those methods agree pretty well with each other. The downside is that they all agree that the ice is accelerating and how much it's losing per year. And can you say why it's accelerating? In Antarctica, the ocean is warming and it's melting ice shelves. Ice shelves are really what buttress the ice sheet on land. And so as those ice shelves melt and they thin and they break away, we lose more ice from land. 
As a person in a geosciences department, using the properties of gravity to study the movement of water, I mean, we've got geosciences, we've got hydrology, we've got gravity, which I think it was a physics thing. How did you get started on this sort of work? My PhD is originally in solid earth geophysics, and I just became excited on, you know, when the satellite went up and how you can connect it to modern day climate change. What is the sort of length of time before the sea level rise will be the sort of thing that people will really notice? Currently, sea level is rising about 3.3 millimeters per year. So it's a relatively small amount, I think, for most people. But by the end of the century, we're looking at half a meter to a meter of total sea level rise. So it's really the cumulative effect of that and also that it's going to be increasing quite rapidly over time. You know, in the future, we're going to start seeing higher sea levels. We're going to see larger storm surges, which happen on top of the higher sea level. So it'll be a gradual effect, but it will be something that's impacting a lot of communities. Thank you for coming in, Chris. Thanks for having me. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.